Hello and welcome to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. Welcome back if you've been on this journey for a while. Maybe welcome to someone for the first time today. Wherever you are in this journey and wherever you are in this journey of faith, whether it is pandemic times or maybe you're listening to this in the future after pandemic has passed, whatever, whatever the situation, may God speak to you through his word as you listen to this episode today. We are in our final reflection on 1 Corinthians, and this is entitled 360 Degree Devotion. And we'll pick up from verse 13 of chapter 16, and we will read through to the end of the chapter and the end of the letter. We come to God in prayer. Think of the words of the psalmist. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Yes, Lord, we pray for those undivided hearts. Hearts that are fully fixed on you. Hearts where we hold nothing back where we don't compartmentalise our lives and say, Lord, this is for you, but there's something here that I'm keeping back for me. Lead us indeed in 360-degree devotion to you, fully committed Christian living. Thank you that such a life is a joyful life. Lord, occasionally we can think that it's going to be all doom and gloom, but we recognise in prayer that the opposite is the case. That yes, there is persecution, yes, there is challenge, yes, the Christian life is bracing, but yes, too, it is absolutely wonderful. And so, Lord, again we ask, give us undivided hearts. Help us in this time as we read and reflect to focus. Help us to drink deeply of your life-giving word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 1 Corinthians 16 then and beginning at verse 13. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. You know that the household of Stephanus were the first converts in Achaia, and they have devoted themselves to the service of the Lord's people. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to submit to such people and to everyone who joins in the work and labours at it. I was glad when Stephanus, Fortunatus and Achaicus arrived because they have supplied what was lacking from you, for they refreshed my spirit and yours also. Such men deserve recognition." 
the churches in the province of Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord, and so does the church that meets at their house. All the brothers and sisters here send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. If anyone does not love the Lord, let that person be cursed. Come, Lord. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love to all of you, in Christ Jesus. Amen. These closing words reinforce some of the great themes of 1 Corinthians and they give us something new to reflect on as well. The reinforcement, first of all. We are told to stand firm yet again in verse 13. When scripture says something so often, we need to take special note. We're reminded about love as well in verse 14, and we see practical demonstrations of love in the warm greetings that combine depth of relationship with holiness. J.B. Phillips translated verse 20 in this way, I should like you to shake hands all round as a sign of Christian love. I really like his paraphrase, but I don't think that was his finest hour. That sounds very, very English and very polite and very middle class, doesn't it? The actual greeting, the holy kiss, is much more Mediterranean, much more Middle Eastern, obviously. And that warmth and emotion and touch is something that breathes through these verses. I can't encourage you to do this in these times of pandemic unless you are with someone in your household or bubble. Obviously, this depends on when you are listening to this podcast, but I'm going to assume pandemic and semi-lockdown or even lockdown. So I'm not telling you just to be clear to go out and do this. But if you do have people around who you can touch, who you can hug, perhaps other Christian believers, and you can do that legally, then please do so. And may we be inspired and encouraged as we recognise what we're missing in these times, to be people who hug, to be people who give each other a a holy kiss, to be people who are less British, less reserved, less stiff upper lip, and who show that emotion in the way that we love one another. This is something about love. And Paul has been talking about this throughout 1 Corinthians. We remind ourselves of what he's been saying. Stand firm, love one another. To live consistently in these ways is hard But Paul's closing greeting conveys the grace of Jesus, which cleanses, strengthens and equips. We can do this. So that's the reinforcement. And the material on Stephanus's household prompts, I believe, a further reflection, something new. They have, we read, devoted themselves to the service of others 
specifically to God's people. And they've clearly been devoting themselves for some time since they were the very first to come to Christ in Achaia. Their help for Paul is just one concrete example of this practical devotion. Now notice a crucial point. It is because of their way of life, it is because of their devoted service that the Corinthians were to submit to them. Have a look again at verse 16 and see how Paul explicitly connects the two things. On the one hand, their practical devotion, and on the other hand, the call to submit to them. Here are leaders who can be trusted because they are people of integrity. If you are a Christian leader, and many of us have at least some leadership responsibilities, your way of life is crucial. Don't expect people to follow your lead. Don't expect respect. Don't expect people to submit to you if you are not a woman or a man of integrity someone who is devoted to God, someone who is devoted to service after the pattern that Jesus gives, and someone who is able to do that for the long haul. Not just a a flash in the pan, but day after day, year after year, putting one foot in front of the other in the grace and the strength that Jesus gives. What are we like in private when there is no one watching? Or what are we like with our families? As we saw right at the beginning, the psalmist prays, Give me an undivided heart. Here is 360 degree devotion. No holds barred, lock, stock and barrel holding, nothing nothing back. What better way to close our reflections on 1 Corinthians? May we all be people of integrity, people who are like those who are in the household of Stephanus, people who are like the Apostle Paul, people who are like the Lord Jesus. As we pray today, want us to spend some time just praying that the lessons learned over the past few weeks would be firmly embedded in our lives. Lord, we come to you in prayer and firstly we ask that you would give us the strength and power of the Holy Spirit that we might stand firm on the essential truths of the gospel. As we've read, as we've reflected, we hear again the challenge, stand firm, hold on, let nothing move you. We take our stand on the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We want nothing else. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the rock So, Lord, we take our stand on you, the truth of your gospel, the truth of your word. 
And Lord, help us secondly to be people of deep and Christ-like love. Love that is fired and inspired and shaped by the example of your Son. Faith that is full of the Holy Spirit. Love that is strengthened by you. Help us, O Lord, we pray. And help these thoughts not just to be fine-sounding words, but to be really earthed in practical, concrete acts. Our whole way of life, let it be a life of love. And finally today, O Lord, we pray that we would be people of integrity. We lift ourselves to you, but we pray also for Christian leaders up and down our land and indeed around the world today, leaders who are struggling in time of pandemic, leaders who started well but who are getting weary, leaders who are sliding into something of a double life, different in public to the way they are in private. Lord, we ask that you would grant repentance where that is appropriate and we pray for a strengthening of the Holy Spirit, that these men and women would be people of integrity. We lift before you transnational leaders, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, for the Baptists, we pray for Lynn Green, for the leaders of new church networks. Lord, we lift them to you and we pray that you would strengthen them in the heavy responsibilities that they bear and that you would help them to be men and women of integrity. And Lord, what we pray for them, we pray for ourselves, perhaps translocal leaders, perhaps leaders in a a local church or a small group, or in the family, in the home, in the workplace, wherever it may be. Give us undivided hearts, we pray. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.